More and more badass women are joining the ranks as highly skilled construction professionals. Construction and renovation projects wouldn't happen without the skills of the various crews involved. As we all know, the skilled trades have been male-dominated for like forever. In this season, I'm highlighting the amazing women doing their thing in the construction sector. Every journey and every story is different, but they are all inspiring. Have a listen as I learn about their stories. All right. Hello and welcome once again to the All Things Renovation WIT series podcast, where I'm using the platform to talk with amazing women who are doing their thing in the trade sector in hopes but that by sharing their stories, we will see more women enter and stay along with us in the trades. Um, I'm excited to have Laura Cameron on today. She is currently an apprentice as a heavy duty mechanic. She has uh, done this now after 10 years as being a welder and a fabricator. Her career has been industry diverse, working in oil and gas, underground mining, agriculture, alcohol, and everything in between. Laura is a regional rep for BCC WIT, uh, a CWB Women of Steel mentor, and the recruitment and outreach coordinator for Tools to Empower. She is also a mom, a metalhead. She has two senior dogs and is currently riding or learning how to ride a unicycle, which I find very, very fascinating. Anyway, I'm going to ask you about that later. So I'm so glad to have you here today, Laura. Yes, thank you very much for bringing me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So from your bio, it seems like you really walked quite the path through your your career and now into your current apprenticeship. So can you tell me a little bit more about like where you started and all these different sort of sectors that you've sort of navigated your way through? Sure. Um I guess if we're going way back, I grew up on an acreage in central Alberta. So um, hard work kind of always came. I was raised doing a lot of kind of labor intensive work. Um, I took industrial trades um, through our local school had um, industrial arts, carpentry, welding, automotive, just to kind of give kids a lot of exposure to those things. So I went through as many of the welding classes I could take. I really loved it. There was something about it that just kind of drew me in. And I had an uncle that always told me, get a trade first. Don't, don't go straight to university. Get a trade first. You will never regret it if something happens and you need to fall back on those skills, you don't ever lose them. Um, and so I had kind of set a goal of becoming a welder at a pretty young age. But because my hometown was an oil-based town, it really fluctuated on job availability. And I had sent out resumes in high school with not a lot of success maybe one interview, but nothing came of it, which is fine. I was so young. And then after high school, I had worked a couple small casual, like part-time jobs. And then I started working for my local municipality. And one day I got a phone call. Hey, I know that it's been a few years, but you applied here a long time ago. Do you want a job? And so I went for an interview and it was the most 
interesting interview I think I'd ever had in my life. And I went back to my... Pardon? What was so interesting about it? The interview, you said it was the most interesting one you'd ever had. What what was so notable? Yes, I was interviewed. I was interviewed by the owner of the company, um, an absolute wonderful human being that I still keep in contact with to this day. Um, He was very gruff. Um, There was some profanities, just casually kind of thrown in conversation. Um, And it was just very different because it was not even so much of an interview as it was just, this is what we do. Um, Take it or leave it, basically. But if you want it, it's yours. Like, um, so it was very interesting. It was great. And I went back to my job at the municipality the very next day. And I just said, hey, you know what? I've had this opportunity and I'm going to go for it. I have always wanted to try this. And so I worked at that shop for four and a half years uh, ish. We did we did everything that came in to us, and we also had a mobile rig that would go out and do repairs. Um, so we worked for a lot of different industries. At that place during my apprenticeship, I got to experience everything from cast iron repairs to aluminum to mild steel, a little bit of stainless work. Um, for all kinds of industries, um, oil and gas was our primary bread and butter. Um, and then we also had a contract or sorry, I apologize, not a contract, but we had regular work with, um, the local highway maintenance companies. So their graders, their snow plows, things like that. So I got a lot of experience on just about everything working there and, that's the apprentice dream um, because I got exposure to everything yeah. and I got to learn everything right, right there. I dabbled with the uh, Boilermakers out of Edmonton. That was not a great time for me, unfortunately. Um, that was just not, not a good fit. Still, um then I was contacted by a mining company that had asked me to do some work for them and then when that job was done it was hey you want to come and work underground with us I was like what yes very cool so I got to work in one of the only mines left that does live blasts while people are still working underground oh that was a very interesting experience it was really cool um and then from there, I kind of had work here, there, and everywhere for short periods of time. And finally, I just decided, you know what? I don't totally love all of the traveling for less time working anymore. So I looked on Indeed, and that led me out to Abbotsford, British Columbia, to build breweries for uh, the craft brewing industry. And that was all beautiful stainless work. Yeah. And... I worked there for a while, quite a while, and I loved it. I was kind of getting a little bit restless, and a friend had mentioned, you know, hey, we're kind of looking for somebody if you're feeling interested in this. And so I said, sure, you know, I know how to turn wrenches, no problem. 
And so, yeah, I'm now working for a commercial transport place after uh, 12 years as a welder and fabricator and pursuing a heavy duty apprenticeship. So that's kind of like all of it in a really quick nutshell. Yeah. So what was, what was your, what, did you actually get your welding ticket then? Is that what your first apprenticeship? Oh, yes. Yep. Okay, yeah. That is my first trade. That is my first trade. Um, I actually, at one point in time, carried quite a lot of certifications beyond the Red Seal. Um, I had my double extra heavy pipe tickets, return bends, WB plate test tickets, um, quite a few over the years. And then I had also had a series of some stainless tickets um, just over time. Yeah, so, it's, so I find it really interesting when um, people become dual ticketed because uh, it's, you know, like you do the four years, you hone your skill, you're like, now you're, you, you really know what you're doing. And then, you know, some, a, a new opportunity comes up or whatever. And now, you know, you're kind of going through that process again. And I just think it's just so interesting when people choose to get a, a secondary ticket or third for that matter, um, especially women, because oftentimes you know, we get just in our role, doing what we do, love it, all that kind of stuff. And then next thing you know, you know, you're at the the tail end of your career and all that kind of stuff and wishing that maybe you had done something, but um, I mean, welding and heavy duty mechanic, I mean, like, obviously there maybe might be some overlay, but they're, they seem like they're a, a little bit separate as well. Are you finding that you're enjoying the heavy duty mechanic more than the welding or is it just kind of equal? There are aspects of my days sometimes where I do miss just knowing what to do and just welding it out. But I'm also a very curious person who really isn't afraid of like challenges or those obstacles. So I quite love the process of learning and um, I'm always looking for kind of that next thing to learn. And so being an apprentice all over again has actually been quite a joy, really. Um, if you'd have asked me, you know, 12 years ago, if I was enjoying my apprenticeship, there were probably times when I really did not <laughs> on the hard days. But now that I've kind of been through that, and I know that that's part of the process and learning can be very frustrating sometimes, I really embrace it. And I am really enjoying it. And it's also just giving myself that permission to have days that are kind of a bit of a struggle and stuff like that. Giving myself a little bit of grace this time around has been a really big help. Whereas the first time around, I probably didn't do that as much. And so it's really nice to see that personal growth coincide with career growth. Yeah, I think the um, the early days of like, apprenticeship for me like I was constantly like wanting to like prove myself you didn't want to make a mistake you didn't want to like you know all the all of the things um but I would imagine now if I were to go through a, a, another apprenticeship which I don't imagine I would probably do anytime soon um that yeah I think I would also be a little bit more graceful and patient with myself and because you know the process a little bit more and I there's a couple things I just wanted to I guess, commend you on, not that you maybe we pat on the back for me, but 
um, I love that even from your first ticket, you continued to get subsequent certifications. Um, I think sometimes, you know, we as a community society, we think, oh, this is the end goal. And now we kick back and we relax. Um, and that's right. That continual striving for for growth and for learning and knowledge and all that kind of stuff uh, is something that I think really sets a, a, a number of people apart, no matter what sector you're in. But especially in the trades, if you just rest on your laurels, like you kind of stagnate. And the majority of the the women that I've talked to in this series, every single one of them is looking for growth, looking for knowledge, taking additional courses, doing different things. Like it just, it seems to be like this kind of theme or a trait that I'm sort of catching with everybody that I've been talking to. It's just like, yeah, we all are into this like lifelong learning thing, whether it's like on the tools or personal growth or whatever. And I just, I love that you're doing that. And I, I love that you're taking a second ticket. I think it's fantastic. Um, Thank you. I, uh, I will note that I have let a lot of those welding tickets expire. I don't currently hold like any specialty tickets or anything. The skills are still there, but uh, it's not but like I can be called onto a site to do it. And you know how to do it. That's right. You certify, you could probably very easily do it, right? Just because you, you know, you're know you not actively using whatever that certification is doesn't mean that you didn't learn it and, and take that opportunity. That's right. Yep. Yep. So it's it's been a lot of fun, actually. I've I've had a lot of really amazing experiences within my career that I wouldn't have had if I pursued something else, I don't think. So maybe give us a couple of stories or highlights around a couple of the things that you, that come to mind when you say that. Um, I really love where I started. Um, that was such a, such an incredible apprenticeship at that shop. Um, I have a lot of stories that are quite interesting from there. Um, one of them was I had been called out on a call out that was quite late. I don't remember if it was late at night or first super early in the morning, but I was out, it was about minus 40 ish. It was so cold outside and I was, um, that's nasty. Cold. I was welding away. Yeah, I was welding away and it's dark outside and it was me and uh one other person there just kind of helping me it was um I was connecting two horizontal like line boring type lines or uh horizontal drilling lines together and it's dark it's cold I'm feeling like kind kind of miserable but also like kind of good because it's just it's kind of a bizarre thought to be out there in the middle of the night doing this and I looked up northern lights everywhere wow and then I was just like how cool is my life right now <laughs> that was that's an experience that I still have not forgotten that was so cool it made the minus 40 in the middle of the night so worth it it was really really cool um that, so that's one from there um, that I speak quite fondly of. They gave me a lot of opportunity for growth there. Anytime there was anything weird or interesting that came through the door, they were like, hey, want to try this? And that was such a such an awesome way to apprentice someone. Yeah. Um, sure. 
you know, another highlight was working underground where they do live blasts. So being underground when there are explosions going on is something that's just so bizarre. Um, you know, the super came around and hey, everyone were doing a blast in about 10 minutes. So just, just so you know. And I had never experienced this before, but everybody I worked with had, and they all start kind of checking their clocks. Uh, we all had clocks inside of our hard hats, you know, keeping a pretty close eye on the time. And then, I don't know, about a minute or two until the blast, I kind of noticed everybody started leaning against the walls or holding their hard hat just like casually. But I wasn't like, I noticed it, but didn't put two and two together. Why? Well, when that blast went off, my hard hat fell off my head and my eyes like uh, yeah my I could feel my eyeballs vibrating like it was such a bonkers experience uh all day after that I was like that was the coolest thing ever I was I was just so interested in how that all worked it was also because it was uranium uh you're working with you know radioactive product and so that was really cool to be able to learn about radiation and <clears throat> that process from the perspective that isn't like tv radiation you know what i mean a little bit different so that was very cool um, and then I guess another highlight was being able to say, oh, I built that brewery. Oh yeah, yeah. I built that brewery. Oh yeah. You guys, you guys like drinking that beer. That's really cool. I know that how that brewery all works. Like, so those are some highlights that, uh, you know, without going yeah. too far into it, those are some of the coolest experiences of my career so far. So, you know, I have to say I'm a, I'm a, not a, I'm a little bit envious of like seeing the Northern Lights, not so much about the minus 40, because I don't like the cold that much. Um, and also the blasting thing, like that to me would feel, it would be a feeling you will never forget, like to have that initial concussive, whatever was going on, right? Yes, um, that's exactly what it was. It was, it was so bizarre. I was adrenaline the rest of the day, like it, it, very, you know, it, such it, a cool experience. It, it, makes me think of like you know if you're got like some really amazing speakers and they just like are like boom right like and all of a sudden it just I like ah, ah, I got goosebumps just thinking yeah. about it it's amazing um well it sounds like you know you've done some really interesting things and like the um the brewery thing it sounds like you really enjoyed that and um out of all of these things um you know in your bio as well you're talking about basically how you're becoming an advocate um, in, a, in a way for women in trades by a couple of different things that you're part of. Um, so how did, you know, be getting into regional rep for BCC WID and, and getting into some more mentorship um, and then the tools to empower. So I want to, I want to hit each of those things about like sort of when that sort of came to be for you and like the kind of the why or the understanding behind. Uh, sure. Your, your, um, your your contribution really to to this to the sector for women sure um so in this next kind of phase of my life career I guess I'll say this next little while uh, I had set a goal for myself to just do a lot more outreach 
and to find that sense of community that I had really been missing out on. Um, I really needed some feminine energy in my life after working with dudes all the time. I, you know, don't get me wrong, that's great. Um, but I was just kind of missing that component. And during, I believe it was during COVID, I had applied um, both to a women's shelter and to BCC WIT because I thought, well, I would love to help other women who are maybe struggling a lot. Yep. Or I'd also like to kind of just get more involved in the trades community. So I'm going to apply to both and see which one is a better fit or which one gets back to me and just see how it goes. And that was kind of when COVID started or mid-COVID-ish. And then I think I applied for the regional rep actually maybe in January of last year, somewhere around there. And um, the women's shelter had let me know that throughout COVID, they weren't allowing any new intake for volunteers or anything, which is all good. And BCC WIT got to me and they said, hey, do you want to join our cohort in Nanaimo in, I think that was September. And right away, just big yes, big yes, yay, right? And yeah. it, it was such an incredible week of learning and growth. And just like when you walk into a room and all of a sudden you see 20 women, all who have done or been in similar situations that you have been in, when you've really had no one else your whole career to talk to about that stuff or to like bounce ideas off of without a lot of judgment um, or with safe judgment was such a, such a mind flip for me. Like, holy crap, there is community here and there, there are people that are trying to do things and there are also a lot of allies. This is really awesome. So it was a really great week of learning there. And since then, I've kind of uh, become more involved in various things that they've done. Um, it's just been a really incredible way to meet and connect and network. And a lot of really great things have come from that. So um, they have a call out once in a while for various activities that maybe people are looking for trades volunteers. Um, and one of them was a BC Girl Guides event. And so it was myself and six or seven of us regional reps. I don't remember the exact number offhand, so I apologize. Okay. We got together to teach about 50 BC Girl Guides about the trades, but also we taught them how to make copper wind chimes. And, you know, it was such a fun little activity. The kids were really into it. The parents loved it. Um, and through that, I met a couple ladies who asked me, hey, you know, we're thinking of maybe running some workshops and stuff in the future. Would you be interested in joining us? And I said, yes, of course, this is all good stuff. And so that's where Tools to Empower comes in. Um, that's four of us from the BCC WIT Regional Rep Program that have gotten together and we're running, um, we're planning right now, workshops, day camps, and other 
similar activities to help teach kids. And we would love to teach other women, you know, the single mom, how to run and use power tools and to not be afraid of them. Um, yep. And how to enjoy working with their hands, whether it be the small DIY project or building yourself a doghouse or whatever it might be, right? Just kind of empowering people with the skills to be able to use tools confidently and to also just give them a place to explore that side of themselves that they might not have had otherwise. Um, And to give kids those same skills too, right? So that's BCC Wit and Tools to Empower. Um, And then the CWB Women of... Yeah. Um, they had put a call out seeking mentors for their Women of Steel program, which is a program where women can go and learn um, welding skills and fundamentals. And they also come out with a few of the CWB welding tickets, which helps with employability and obviously confidence and things like that. And that is, so because I'm a mentor, that means that I get paired up with someone who is currently taking that program. And if they have questions about anything, career techniques job interviews anything welding related really um i can help them out with that and so i actually just got matched with my first mentee yesterday so we will see how that goes um that is a new program that they have kind of just launched and so i'm really excited to see what comes of that yeah i I mean it all kind of comes down to building community and the, you know, give back and the purpose and all that sort of thing. And, and women typically we fall into those buckets a lot. Um, and I think the having, for me, I think if I had had a mentor that was a woman when I was first entering into the trades, I think it would have been really valuable. I wouldn't have put up totally. with it much garbage or like struggle or how do I deal with certain you know things that occurred in my you know yes or whatever um you know I think it would have been really helpful and like what you know again another theme that I'm hearing as I talked to all all these amazing women is that a lot of us felt very alone because we were a the only people or only person yes identifying as as female in, in a given shop or a site or whatever and for not just like one segment of it but like years and years and years worth of our careers being the only mm-hmm. woman that was part of whatever the trade doesn't matter what the trade is it's, it's a common theme throughout and that oftentimes we felt very very alone and not supported and not a lot of camaraderie so I think that ECC WID and all these other um, organizations are really really starting to do a good job at at getting more and more community going. And I think that overall, I think that will help with the the retention component of, you know, women come in, there's a lot of attrition, how do we retain all that kind of stuff. And I think having that sort of that mentorship piece, I think will be really valuable. And I think it will help more women to stay in the field they're in, um, as opposed to leaving it and just feeling like they're alone and not supported. So I'm glad that you're doing that. Totally. Even the, um, so this is going back, you know, 12-ish years, which isn't that long ago in the scheme of things. Um, But even then, I attended uh, Northern Alberta Institute of Technology, Nate, uh, in Alberta for my welding school. 
and that is a metal trade school. So they have um, on that campus, it's only iron workers, boilermakers, welders, pipe fitters, um, just those trades, metal trades. And during that time, my first year, I'm pretty sure there was only three girls in the whole school at that time. And my second year, I don't remember seeing a single one. My third year, I think there was one other girl in the whole school when I attended. So it wasn't that long ago that there was not a lot happening. No, I mean, so it's uh, every, every year of my apprenticeship, I was the only girl in the class. Um, yeah. I did like a foundations, they call it foundations now, back then it was interlevel trades training at BCIT. There was two two of us in the class, which was un- like kind of unusual. Out of 16 people, there was two women. Mm-hmm. And uh, a bunch, I think there's only been like two or three people that actually went on at all in the trade. Like there's a bunch of people that took it and then they worked for a bit and then now they're doing something different or whatever, you know, cause you kind of keep up with people as a small. Right. Um, I mean, that was almost, it was over 20 something years ago now, but um, actually longer mm-hmm. than totally aging myself. <laughs> it was a long, <laughs> long time ago. Um, but yeah, no, I totally think that if I'd had a mentor, my life would have been a lot easier. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, seeing how now you're kind of getting into this mentorship role and you're, you know, doing tools to empower and all that kind of stuff. What kind of sage advice would you offer to people considering trades as a career, especially women? I mean, like everybody, we need more trades, people, women, men, however you choose to identify, it doesn't really matter. We just need, yes. need people who are highly skilled in the trades, period, end of story. But we do women, what would you sort of offer to them? Um, I'll offer a couple of things. Uh, First and foremost, advocate for yourself. If you need better bathrooms, don't be afraid to say, hey, I deserve a safe place to use the bathroom. Um, Too often, we're given like a five-gallon bucket and said good luck. Uh, (laughs) You know, I've been lucky that in more recent years, that's not been the case, but there have been times where that has. So um, something as simple as that should not even be a question anymore but sometimes it is so don't don't feel bad about advocating for something small like that um another thing that i will say and this applies to you know everybody obviously safe washrooms also apply to everyone um but a toxic work environment is more likely to change you than them change Mm-hmm. So if it's not a good fit, get out because it will affect you. It will bring you down. And there is work out there. Um, sometimes it might be a little bit hard to find. But if you are not happy where you're at, employers are starting to do a lot for retention of their employees. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of wiggle room for negotiation when you're looking for a job. And yes, again, it might be difficult to find like the right fit, but one that is causing you stress outside of work is not the one that you want to stay in. There's no, no shame in leaving something that is not serving you. So. Yeah. Both those pieces are great. 
great pieces of advice. So I always like to like close out the show with a little bit of fun, I guess. Um, and I always ask, what's your favorite tool? So you can talk Ooh. about the welding side as well as the heavy mechanics. Totally. Uh, my favorite tool that I have had for about 16 years is a 16 foot Stanley Fat Max tape measure. It's painted purple. All of my tools are painted purple because tool thieves were quite common um, in my early days. So all of my tools have been painted purple since the beginning of time. And I've never lost any of them. That's but that one tape, yes, and that one 16 foot Stanley Fat Max has been with me everywhere. I know that that sounds really silly, but uh, there's been jokes before that that's my emotional support tape measure. And uh, <laughs> I love it. So it's, it's something so simple. Um, I also really love my 3M speed glass welding helmet. It's one of the first ones I've had. It's been with me everywhere. Um, it's been, you know, in 40 below and 40 feet up in the air and all that stuff. Uh, and it's still going strong for the most part. So I would say that that's kind of my other uh, favorite tool. Excellent. So, um, you know, we, we covered a lot of ground today. Is there anything else that you would want to touch on before we say goodbye? Um, and it's okay. I'm happy with this. I'm feeling very content. Um, if you have any That's questions all. about my unis, you had mentioned my unicycle riding at the beginning. Right, yes. Uh, if you have any questions about that, you're more so do. Thank you for reminding me. Um, why a unicycle? Like um, I, I have been doing a lot of exploring fun and what that looks like as a parent and as a tradeswoman and all of that um, because quite often it's hard for people that work long hours and have kids and all that to juggle everything and so I was just looking for a little bit of fun and whimsy in my life and uh, the thought of a unicycle kind of came to mind and I just thought well maybe I could try that and see and it is very silly there's a lot of giggling that happens <laughs> because it is quite tricky uh but it's also just so silly seeing someone riding one yeah um so it's been a lot of fun to try and learn it's been a very difficult slow learning process but it is very enjoyable so it was such a cheap investment i think i got it for 40 bucks off of facebook marketplace and it's brought like hours of ridiculousness and <laughs> I haven't mastered it quite yet but uh, I am trying so I love it I just think you know like every now and then yeah. you, you see somebody on a unicycle and you're just like like just cruising down the street you're just like holy smokes like how did this person even look like uh anyway so what do you think what's the hardest part about riding a, a unicycle is it like the balance is it getting started is it stopping like I can imagine like there's probably a bunch of things but totally hardest part Balance isn't too bad. Um, so far, I am only able to go unassisted for about one rotation. Like, it's not long that I can go. Um, 
but it's one like on a bicycle you know you've got two points of contact so you only need to worry about your balance like sideways basically but on this it's every direction so it's forward backwards side to side all of it so it is uh definitely different um but it is very silly right so it's a very harmless silly thing to learn and it's been very enjoyable well you know i i love the idea of intentional choices especially around joy so again hats off to you i just think that's fantastic um anyway so i thanks again for chatting with me today uh i'm excited to see what comes next for you uh see what your ticket your next ticket brings for you and all the advocacy and the mentorship and all that kind of stuff that you're doing and um for those of you who are listening thank you i appreciate it and be sure to check out our other episodes in this as well as the other all things renovation series and until next time keep being badass at whatever trade or career that you're in and uh, we'll see you then cheers thanks for listening and i hope you feel as inspired as i do if you or someone you know has interest in the trades there are many resources many programs and supports there's also a ton of women's groups out there specifically for those who are in the trades we'll list a number of them in the show notes but be sure to reach out if you're having challenges finding some in your area we're all in this together after all and we're happy to help in any way we can (laughs) 